I'm Jamie Dew, and this is A Show of Strength. Hey, it's Jamie here, and welcome to Crazy Eight number seven, the seventh installment of Crazy Eight. <laughs> um, we recorded this uh, episode live at the Social Capital Theater on Thursday, August 23rd, 2018. Your host that evening was Kyle Bergstresser. Uh, I was on hand. We had a really nice size audience as well. Uh, a lot of people came out, um, very few of whom I knew. It was really exciting. And uh, hopefully this show continues to grow in that manner. My fingers are crossed. This month, we managed to raise almost $70 for a show of strength, which is really exciting. We will be sending a portion of that money to the Mood Disorder Association of Ontario this month, uh, which is also really exciting. They do uh, some really great drop-in groups and work for the community. I'm really excited to be able to support them in any way that I can. Without any further ado, without any more blah, blah, blah from me, let's head now to the Social Capital Theater for Crazy Eights number seven. host that's cool uh, my name is Jamie I'm here from a show of strength uh, it's a show of strength and long slice brewery that puts this show on once a month really want to thank everybody for coming out thank you yeah. we have nine tremendous comedians tonight eight of whom will be competing for a grand prize of fifty dollars in cash. Yes, cash. We will not be bartering tonight. So, uh, the way that's going to work is each of you have received, I hope, an envelope with eight playing cards in it. Each playing card represents one of the eight comedians. Ace through eight. So when your comedian comes up and you see them and you enjoy them, uh, keep that in mind, and at the end, we'll ask you to select your favorite. How's that sound? Oh my gosh. Okay, so so far, there's a check mark. Task number two. Task number two is there will be an intermission after four comedians. We will take a break downstairs. There is delicious long slice beer uh, on special. Uh, I'm enjoying an Aloha Friday right now, which is a hibiscus pale ale. It's wonderful, and it's only $5. So there you go. Task number two. If you want to support this cause a little bit more, one of the things that you can do is uh, listen to the podcast. Check out the podcast. It uh, arrives in your podcast feed daily. I do a daily thought journal 
Uh, we also publish this show once a month, and we don't publish it beforehand because here it is happening before you live. So you'll hear this in a couple weeks. It'll be dated then, but you can laugh all over again. Uh, the last thing I really want to stress tonight is I want to stress trigger warnings. Uh, some of the content you might hear tonight might um, trigger some feelings or thoughts. We do have, uh, at the back, I have a list of resources if you should need them, the Gerstein Center, etc. cetera. Uh, and you know what? It doesn't hurt to uh, check out those resources anyways and have them in your back pocket. Check on your strong friends. Okay? So that's what I got for you tonight. I'm going to pass you off so we can laugh and have some fun and uh, support some mental health advocacy now. I'm going to pass you off to your host, my friend, Kyle Bergstresser. <laughs> All right, something happened there. What's uh, what made that decision happen? Was that just was Jamie just a little much for you? <laughs> was the transition you were just like I'm feeling too much of this anxious energy. We're gonna get you anyway, man. <laughs> Listen, we all got a lot of that coming out of us. You're not gonna escape it if you're in this room. Please stick around though. Yeah, Jamie was talking about how the, uh, we record this. We put it out as a podcast. It comes out a little while later. I, uh, I, I've listened to two or three of them. I'm on it the whole fucking time in between everybody. I gotta tell you, I hate my shit. I hate my own stuff. I have never felt good listening to that version. Because it's such, man, the thoughts in your head. In my head, they're so good, man. And then they get here and something happens. It gets all fucked up. Isn't that the curse of being alive? Words are never enough. Yeah, that's right. You can tell it's about to get real when I'm sitting down. The trigger warning was about this right here. Strap in, baby. Baby is all of you, by the way. I mean all of you when I see baby. Say, oh, no. You're killing it. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> is that a bit you do as like an audience member? You're like, I kind of, I don't know, what should I do? You were talking to your wife about it. Should I do the Russian guy? Should I do the Russian guy from the crowd? That's funny. Like positive heckling though. I want to like encourage from you. I'll roll with it. I mean, it's better to say nothing, but if you're going to say something, at least make it nice. That's cool, man. I'm not 100% sure what I am. Um, I have jokes, but I didn't plan which ones I was gonna do. I kept, I was like, I'll do it on the way. I'll do it. it was a real rush for me to get here. And you always tell yourself you're gonna go over it on like the streetcar or the subway or whatever. And then just something, and it's never something you could predict. It's never something crazy like some shirtless man is like screaming. There's always some weird, there's just a guy sitting. I, so I was in the front facing seats and there's the sideways facing ones right beside, like in front of you. And just some guy with a, one of those big like fabric grocery bags just full of envelopes opening them and reading them, and they were all hydro bills under different names. <laughs> so I was like, I think he stole this. I have no idea, and then I was like, maybe he's a landlord, I don't know, maybe he's like a, and then, and then he was ripping them, he was, and he was really closely inspecting them, and then he was taking the envelopes and ripping just that little plastic window in the envelope out and keeping all of those. <laughs> and I, so how am I supposed to go over what I'm gonna say? How could you focus? I actually could focus if there was some guy just like punching people, I'd be like, hey, people are nuts. But I was like, is this crazy? Or is he like a millionaire? Like, is this a job people have? I don't know. <laughs> That's not, I'm going to be thinking about that for 10 years. I have no idea what happened there. Um, I don't know what to get into. You know what? I've been, um, I've been talking about this a lot, but I've been really, like, freaking myself out with just, like, the, 
the aging process, just like the fact that I am getting older, not that I'm so old that it's all over for me. I'm like, I'm 29, so it's not great, but it's fine. But like, I just keep being like, oh, I should really be like, I think I should be like getting better as a, things are changing, but I'm not really improving in many like tangible ways. Like things are a good example. Uh, literally yesterday, um, I was in the shower and I was in a rush, so I was gonna like pee in the shower as you do, as we all do, shut up, as we all do. And then I, I, I've been getting like, I actually haven't been doing it for that long, but anyway, it doesn't, I'm trying to be like, I, I actually only started doing it, I'm pretty normal, like I've only recently started peeing in the shower. And I was in such a rush that like the water was still cold, so I didn't turn the shower part on yet, and then I started peeing just onto like, just the down faucet was running, not the actual shower. I gotta tell you, it feels very different when you do it that way. <laughs> all of a sudden, and you're very, it's not this like cascade of water and everything's mixing. You're like, no, I'm just pissing into a tub. <laughs> it's pretty much right onto my own feet. <laughs> it's very different when you do it that way. So like that's a change, but that's not me like growing and becoming a better person. But it's just a thing I do now, I guess. Or I did once, I don't know. I want to be like getting older in like a good way. I want to be, I just worry that it's going to be one of those things where I don't know why I'm doing it wrong, but I am like, you know when you like show up to like a test in school and like everybody would have some like special ruler and you didn't and you'd be like, oh fuck. Like you don't, you're like, what am, what's wrong with me that I don't have that, you know? Like that you just did something wrong along the way and it's all gonna go downhill. That's my big worry. My big worry is that I'm gonna be like, uh, you ever see, you ever see when there's like a 90 year old walking down the street, right? And they, they just move so slowly that it makes you mad. I do this, it's not a good quality, but I do do this. I'll just, I'll see some like 90 year old person like climbing like a set of five stairs. It takes them like six minutes and I'm just like behind them, just like, ah, go! But I don't need to get by them. I'm on my way somewhere else. Like I'm not, they're not in my way to get somewhere. I should be going this way. I'm late now because I'm like, hurry! There's just, I, it makes me angry. Anxious. I have nothing to do with that, but I get anxious. You know when you see like a 90, and when they have to like get off a curb, it's like they're going skydiving. Like they're just like, ah, like they're like straight up praying before they do it. And I'm like, quick! I'm just so worried that like, what if I still have this? What if, what if I turn 90 and I'm still this guy? What if I turn 90 and that, that's still my brain, you know? Because a 90-year-old is walking around and they're just like, hey, this is just how long it takes now, you know? They're just like, the body breaks down and I keep trucking. <laughs> and I, what if that's not my attitude? What if when I'm 90, all day, every day, I'm just like, ah! Oh, I'm so bored! Oh, my body is a prison, but inside I am just a child, <laughs> you know? And then what do you do? He's like, squeeze really hard and die. Because I, is that what you can do when you're 90? That's also a problem. I imagine at 90, that's all you gotta do, is just kinda like, eh, and then just kinda flop over. I don't know if you have to push really hard or like quit pushing. Like, do you just like squeeze really hard or do you quit holding on? I don't know what the thing is when you're 90. Like, just make any small life change. Just don't have carrots for a couple of days, you know? You're teetering at that point. Just think any new thought, you know? Like, if you really wanna, just be like, yeah, maybe it's okay for men to hug, and then just <laughs> just fall backwards into your own grave, man. Do, am I, are you gonna show? I don't know how long I'm supposed to do. Are you gonna show me? Are you gonna? Do I get a light, or am I supposed to just guess it? Real talk, Jamie. I have no idea. Just guess it, baby. Oh, that's guess not a good idea. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I don't know. I feel like I should just. I feel like I should have a lot of stuff figured out. I feel like I, I should have. Um, some kind of dad quality by now, you know? Like something, 
something, I'm not gonna have kids, but shouldn't I just be prepared for the hypothetical concept of kids? That feels like, like I should, you know, cause what if like a sack of kids shows up at my door, right? <laughs> I should know what to do in that scenario. I mean, open the sack. Of course you open the sack. Hey, we can all agree open the sack. I'm not an idiot. But then what do you do, you know? You just give them all some like, some milk and a kiss? I don't know. <laughs> oh, don't kiss them, they're not yours. And now I'm in jail, do you know what I mean? It could go wrong really fast, that's what I'm saying. I should be, I should be more dad, I don't even look like a dad, could you imagine? Could you imagine if this guy told some kids to go to their fucking room, you know? They'd be like, oh, what are you, 13? Fuck off, dad, you know? And they'd be like, okay, sorry, sir, yes, sir. <laughs> kids want dinner, making craft dinner. Yes, again, sorry, it's all I know how to make, you know? <laughs> they give me a wedgie. Because <laughs> you gotta look like a dad. I don't look like a dad, I look like a 14-year-old that drank a grown-up potion, but I didn't finish it. <laughs> you know, like the worst episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark you've ever seen? <laughs> they show me taking a sip, and then I put it down, they're like, zoom in on it like he didn't finish it oh no he's gonna look weird <laughs> there's not a good lesson in that one they can't all be gems you know they can't all be gems i uh yeah i don't know i want to have that uh i think the only dad quality i've managed to cultivate in like my whole time living is just that uh some malls have been built since i was born so I can drive by them and be like, that used to be a field. <laughs> you know, that oh, used to be a field. Me and the Johnson twins would go down there and smoke cigarettes, which you should never do. And you're like, I didn't say I would. <laughs> they just like can't. I have that now where I just compulsively, I see someone like, it was something else. And people are like, okay. Because what do you do with that information? You know, if it was, if it was like, you know, I don't know, it's like, boring and there's nothing you can do with it. At least if you were like, hey, there's traffic on Queen, you're like, that's not exciting, but thank you. I will avoid that. But like that mall used to be a field. Okay, if I go back in time 30 years and I really have to play soccer, like, that's where I'll go. You know, if someone comes up to me like, we gotta play soccer right now or terrorists are gonna kill the president. Wait, what year is it? I know just where to go, you know? Two fingers up to dad. It's like you're back in time, but you're like, that's still, I don't know. I don't know how else to show that. All right, that's probably enough time, man. You guys feel warmed up? You guys ready for some mental health-based comedy? All right, let's get your first act up here. Uh, he's wonderful. I saw him, I believe, oh, I might be wrong here, but I think I saw him at uh, a show called I'll Be Seeing You Recently. He's very funny. Uh, give it up, everybody, for Jordan Trapper. Just a bit. Cool. I have anxiety and depression. That's why I'm here. Cool. Anybody else? Right on. Yeah, I got you already. Right on. Cool. Cool. I wish it was easier to talk about, you know? We're talking about the weather. I'm like metaphorically feeling under it. Makes no sense. I don't like it. I don't like it very much. I mean, I feel like everybody's got depression. I mean, no, I'm not. I'm not a doctor, but if you say you don't have depression, you're a sociopath. <laughs> and I know that, because I'm a doctor. <laughs> no, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. I'm actually a queer guy. Yeah, right on. I feel like it's pretty obvious by the way I told you. <laughs> the dead giveaway. The dead giveaway. I'm burping. That's what that is. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, that's a, that's a thing in my life. It's crazy. It's a crazy thing to discover. I didn't discover until I was 25 years old. It was surprising, shocking. Hit me like a ton of dicks. That's how that works. Disorienting. Bag of genitalia. <sighs> See, I wrote that joke because I was really like uncomfortable with this process in my life. That's why I wrote the joke. That's why a lot of people write jokes. It's crazy. And they tell you at, at a mental health show. Crazy. Crazy AIDS. Right on. Um, yeah. Uh, what was I talking about? Yeah, yeah. Queer guy, 25. Um, I, uh, I mentioned that I wasn't a doctor. I'm still not a doctor. Um, I'm actually a construction worker. Um, so, you know, I start work early and I get off sexually. That's, uh, that's, that's a weird joke I wrote. <laughs> that's, it's, it's sex o'clock. It's, it's an awkward time for everybody. It's good. Yeah, but uh, construction can be a bit, a bit of a weird, a weird, uh, weird time, right? Weird place, weird place, weird job for me. Um, but it's comforting knowing that my job also sucks dick. You know? So, yeah. I don't, uh, I don't share my sexuality a lot with guys at work. Surprising, eh? I mean, they know I do comedy, but none of them have ever seen me perform. I mean, if they were, they were here, they'd be quite shocked to hear what's coming into my mouth. So that joke, that joke I wrote, uh, mainly because it was funny. I like that. That's the main purpose of that joke. So, the tag worked out pretty good, though. That was nice. Nice. Right on. Yeah, so it's going all right. It's going all right. Um, what else? What else did I want to talk to you guys about? Mainly just my sexuality and my job. So let's dig into that a bit more. I do identify as queer. I say queer a lot. It's kind of a blanket statement. I'm a, I'm a bisexual guy, right? Cool, way, ho, well, it's changing gears. Um, yeah, and uh, I find it's just like being straight, except for gay. That's, like, that's the only difference. It's like just a little bit different, right? But we all, we all kind of know how it works. Like half the time, I'm attracted to men, right? And then the other 60% of the time, I'm, I'm more into denial. You know, you know what I mean? It's just like that. See, and I wrote that joke mainly because there's a certain amount of shame associated with, with not being straight. Yeah, it's just true. I know, oh, I know. It's just, that's a show for mental health you're going to hear. I hope there's some worse shit up here. Just terrible stuff. And we're all going to go, oh, and then we're going to laugh, and then we're going to go home and... Hug our dads or something. It's good. The hugging their dad stuff is cool. Um, uh, I wrote a bunch of stuff, and like sometimes I get up here under the lights, and then I forget it, and then I just ramble a bit. That happens, and then I find where I'm going, and I'm like, oh shit, that's where I'm going. So uh, a long time ago, I uh, I discovered I discovered something terrible. You guys are gonna be like, oh, this is dreadful. Why would you talk about this? I, uh, I'm no longer allowed to donate blood. We all know this. We all know this. Men who sleep with men cannot donate blood. I get to be an educator up here, too. It's great. <laughs> um, 
So I found that out actually during an interesting time in my life where my youngest sister had cancer of the blood and I was going to donate my blood and be a good brother. And then I realized I cannot do that. And uh, that was a crazy thing. So I was like, shit, three years later, I was like, I'm going to write some jokes about that. That's going to be great. And it's about to be great. <laughs> so I took this, this slogan that's Canada Blood Services, it's in you to give. And I was like, no, it's not in me to give, it's in me to live. I was like, that's a fucking clever joke. <laughs> and after I thought of that joke, I was like, now I can actually find it deep within my heart because it's fucking blood and that's where it lives. <laughs> I'm a little sour, I can't donate the blood. And it's strange because we can donate our time and our energy and our semen. Weird, right? So we can't donate the fluid, the blood, sorry, but we can donate the very fluid that comes out of our penis, which is the offending member and why we can't donate the blood in the first place which is weird because we can donate the fluid that helps to make a container or a body full of the fluid that we cannot donate. <laughs> boggling shit. Anyway, I'm just going to leave you on that. That's it. <laughs>silly when you think about it that that's the rule that if you're if you've had sex with a man what is it in the last year is that the thing you can't now it's one year that's so stupid like they i could go donate blood tomorrow i can't tell you how many times i've found broken glass on the road and just picked it up with my fingers <laughs> and that's fine if right near the sewer too i don't care my blood's probably pure poison baby uh your next comedian her blood is, is like Kool-Aid. Is that a good thing? Your next comedian has diabetes. I don't know what I'm getting at. Your next comedian is very funny. She's very wonderful. Uh, you can see her yuck yucks. You can see her all over town. Give it up for Juliana Rodriguez, everybody. Great. That was awesome. My blood is uh, from Alibaba's right now. I'm digesting a very large shawarma. Uh, this is really cool, guys. How are you guys doing? You guys are good? Yeah, this is, uh, this is really great. I've been having uh, an interesting week. I saw my mom fully naked, so just been wondering where I've been going wrong in my life. That's what I've been getting up to. Uh, we were at a spa, so it wasn't like that surprising. But my mom is like nearing 50, so like she doesn't give a shit about boundaries anymore, right? Like she, her vision is fading and so is her ability to see them as well. Like it's just, it doesn't, it doesn't happen for her. She didn't give me a warning either. She was just like, yeah. She's like, sorry, I told you I forgot my bathing suit at home. I'm like, I figured you'd have another plan, right? <laughs> Nobody forgets their wallet at home and is like, well, today's the day I start stealing. Let's see. <laughs> Let's give it a go, right? And there's something about being in a hot tub with another person that makes you want to, like, overshare about your life, right? But it was like... Which is cool if you're there with a friend, right? You tell each other secrets, maybe expose butterfly tattoos, like if you've been to prison. Uh, but it was, it was just my mom. So she would just tell me things about my life that I didn't know while simultaneously peeling dead skin off her knees, right? She's like, you know, when you were born, it was so difficult uh, to get you out that they had to use a surgical vacuum. <laughs> That's what she dropped on me. I'm like, I came here for a good time. Uh, not to know the real reason I'm not a hat person, but thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, 
Thank you so much. <laughs> 10 out of 10 experience at Body Blitz. <laughs> My mom did, uh, she did name me though. Apparently they named me like right after uh, I was born, which makes so much sense to me because my name doesn't, doesn't suit me at all. Like my full name uh, is Juliana Maria Rodriguez. I got a Maria in my name, do you know what I mean? And I'm not even married to a drug lord. It's too much, right? It is way too much personality for someone uh, that looks like if Old Navy were a person. Right? <laughs> That's my vibe. Like you see me and you're like, that doesn't look like a Juliana. That looks like a Sarah that knows how to use the color teal appropriately, right? Like, it's my vibe. Should be on the cover of a home reno magazine or something, like renovating a deck. Uh, but I did Google my name recently just because I was curious to see what other people uh, might look like. And turns out I share it with this like very famous Brazilian stripper, uh, which makes complete sense, right? I feel like that name belongs to someone who not only has enough confidence to wear a bikini as a profession, but also outside of their own bathtub, right? <laughs> like, I find that inspiring at the very least, you know? She's doing the groundwork for the rest of our Julianas out there in the community. Um, like the only stripper quality that I have is that I'll sanitize my hands after every interaction. That's about it, right? That's the end of my stripperiness. Um, but I do know that it's a very common name. A lot of people have this name. It's where my parents got it from. Uh, it's a very common European name. Actually, what happened is my mom is Italian. My dad is Portuguese. And because of that, uh, they're divorced. Uh, so divorced. Just couldn't handle their FIFA, those two. That's all that happens, nothing, nothing, nothing miraculous there. My parents are uh, very traditional people. Anybody else have like traditional parents? Anybody, old school, old school parents right here? Yeah. My parents, uh, they never let me go out to parties when I was in high school, right? But now that all my friends are going out to nightclubs, I can't really make that transition, right? Like this is just what I've been wearing at night for the last five years of my life. I just jeans and my comedy cardigan. You know what I mean? Like ready for the world, right? But as soon as I put on a tube dress and heels, something happens where like my confidence is shot immediately. Like my natural slouch from my parents' divorce just turns to a 45 degree angle. It's like very sad. I know, people are like, how did that trapezoid dress itself? No idea. Me walking in heels looks like someone's consistently spraying me with a hose as I walk. That's what it looks like. My friends are like, someone just on her right now? I have no idea. She's scratching her back and falling slowly. That's what I look like. But people, people go to nightclubs to date, uh, which I never understood um, just because a nightclub is the only time where being at your lowest point as a human being, right, means that your night is going exactly how it's supposed to. And like, how, did, how do you take your pick? Would I just walk in there, see a guy passed out in a corner? Like, oh, finally, another introvert around here. This is great. Oh, yeah, no, his eyes are rolling to the back of his head, and he's a hipster. That's wonderful. Very cool guy. What's that projectile vomit? Love a guy that can express himself. Really <laughs> checking all the boxes right now. And swimming in it. Athletic, love it. Tick, 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 tick. <laughs> so funny though. But it's worse because I'm a stand-up comedian. Sometimes people think it would be easier, but definitely not in that kind of setting, right? Because no 20-something guy has ever gone to a nightclub just like hoping to find the stand-up comedian. Like that's never... <laughs> It's never been a theme, right? Like 50% off if you're into comedy and are lame as a person, like, you know, right? You know what I mean? But it's, it's funny, because no, nobody's ever been like, you know what? Forget about the girls dancing on tables. 
where's a girl that's so sarcastic, I can't tell if she's angry. That's what I came here for. Forget about shots, I'm here for Seinfeld trivia and party sandwiches exclusively. Thank you very much. Um, what else do I wanna say? I've been watching the news uh, a lot lately. I'm sure we all have those like Me Too stories coming out, right? It's been pretty devastating. Uh, and something I realized pretty quickly is that perverts are everywhere. Holy shit, oh my God, they're everywhere. It's kind of like being warned about bears when you're hiking, you know, like that same type of vibe. Like if you see one, you're encouraged to make yourself tall or like play dead, you know? Actually, if you play dead around a pervert, that might attract more to you. So never mind, you probably shouldn't do that. Um, but I don't understand at, at like what point someone decides that like pulling down their pants in front of another person and then like chasing them around is ever a great idea. Right? Like at what point that happens. Like maybe they do it a few times when they're three. <laughs> like their mom tells them it's adorable. Right? They're just like chasing that high for the rest of their lives, I don't know. Nobody's looking at a fully grown man with his pants down like, oh, is that baby Cupid? Like no, right? Shoot me with your bow and arrow of rabies, please. Like no, right? It's intense. But there was this NBC executive, I don't know if you guys heard about this, but there's this guy, he put a secret button underneath his desk uh, to lock women in his office, right? And nobody believed it because of the, uh, uh, the extent that this guy was willing to go to, right? Like to put a button underneath your desk is I guess pretty unbelievable. And I'm like, no, what, what was this guy using it for other than to harass women? You think he was trying to corner them into a promotion? You know what I mean? Like, these women walk in there and he was like, get on your hands and knees and smell that hardwood floor, girl. Welcome to your new space. You know, like, that's not how it happened, right? So I finally came up with a way to out crazy their crazy. If you're ever put in this situation, because you can't predict these things anymore, uh, just... Uh, act like your mom in a hot tub. That's all you gotta do, right? There's nothing to it. So you start peeling the dead skin off your legs and mention you were born with the help of a vacuum. Nobody's gonna wanna touch you. I can guarantee. Just hum your favorite song and slowly piss yourself. Everything will be fine. Uh, anywho, well, you guys have been a blast. Enjoy the rest of your show and thanks a lot. Rodriguez, everybody. She's got to go sanitize her hands. She'll be gone now for the, for the rest of the night. Uh, all right, your next comedian, also very funny, also ready to kill it. I hope so. I haven't checked if he's in the room. We're about to find out. Give it up probably for Dan Pierce. Dan Pierce! There you go. Howdy. Uh, a little bit about me. I watch a lot of movies. Sometimes I try to watch movies with my family, but my dad has this problem where he always falls asleep before the end of any movie. And it, it, my dad's the only guy that you can spoil a movie for that he's already seen. I remember one time, I was talking to him about the Shawshank Redemption. He said it's one of his favorite movies. He watches it any time that it's on TV. And I was like, oh yeah, how about that end when they're in the tunnel and everything? And he was like, dude, spoilers! <laughs> My dad doesn't finish any movies. One time I tried watching a movie of a, a, a tape of my third birthday with my dad. He turned it off halfway through because he hadn't, hadn't seen the first two. <laughs> Me and my dad, though, despite our differences, we have the same favorite movie. We both love the movie Jaws. Has anybody seen the movie Jaws? Yeah. If you haven't, dude, it's like the Jaws of shark movies. It's so fucking good. A common misconception about the movie Jaws, though, is that the name of the shark is Jaws, because that's, like, the name of the movie. But they never really make that clear. Like, 
There's no part where the guy is standing on the beach with his wife and he's like, hey, what's that fin in the water? And his wife is like, oh, that's just Jaws. That's the local shark here at Amity. Any beach that's worth its salt has its own shark. And that's gotta be sad, right? If this shark has just been walking around for like 30 years now with a mistaken identity. Like, just imagine a sad old shark slumped on a bar stool at the end of last call trying to nurses scotch but he can't lift it up because he's got fins <laughs> and the bartender comes up to him and is like oh my god are you jaws and he goes my name is antonio jaws was the name the white man gave me <laughs> some people don't like that part of the joke because they think it's racist that i gave the shark a mexican accent but if you think that i think that you're racist because that's not a mexican accent that is a shark accent you would know that if you'd ever talked to one I always like, I've always liked old movies. I guess I'm just like an old soul. I remember when I was a kid, they asked me what I wanted to be when I grow up, and I said, retired. <laughs> I can't wait to be old. I'm gonna be the best old person. I'm gonna put pegs on my wheelchair so that I can grind around corners. And I'm gonna, you know how like NASCAR drivers would put decals on their cars so you can know stuff about the driver inside the vehicle? I'm gonna do that, but on my wheelchair, I'm gonna put pictures of other old people that I've outlived. <laughs> I'll be like, that's Tom, he's 77. Not anymore. <laughs> Don't wanna be a lonely old person though. My dream is to meet a great girl, date her for like 60 years, and then we'll get married when we're 92. Because then my grandkids can take us to Vegas for the bachelor party. That's the best designated driver you can ask for. I'll be the only gentleman in the gentleman's club that night. I'll just walk in with a top hat and a cane like, it's not unusual to fall asleep every time you come. <laughs> Stripper wakes up the next morning and finds a monocle in her panties like, this is the fanciest nipple, nipple pasty I've ever seen. Uh, if you can't tell by my sad sunken eyes, I used to work at a call center. Inbound, outbound, hellbound, we do everything there, folks. And when you work at a call center, sometimes you have to read out promotional codes to people over the phone. And when most people read out promotional codes, they'll read them out like, okay, so your code is going to be M as in margarita, and then it's going to be P as in pupuseria. But I'm not too good at thinking on my feet, so when I would read out promotional codes, I read them out like, all right, so it's gonna be M as in the letter M. <laughs> Next up, it's gonna be N as in the letter after the letter M. Next up is three as in sideways letter M, so on and so forth. I have, uh, I have really bad anxiety. I have to take a medication for my anxiety and one of the side effects of the medication is that it completely kills my sex drive which is kind of convenient because I used to be asexual failure and now I'm asexual. It's perfect, I finally have an excuse. And guys, I'm not weird, I'm just like you, okay? I love sex. I just don't like anything about it. I, I hate the sound, it's just like a dead fish being hit against a bag of wet leaves. Who's the fish and who's the leaves? Well, that's up to you folks to decide. I'm, just, I'm really bad at dirty talk too. Like my girlfriend will be like, hey, tell me what you're thinking about. And I'll be like, what was the name of the kid from the never ending story? <laughs> not, the, not the main kid, the Indian kid. Is he Indian or I'm a, am I just remembering him as being Indian? My girlfriend's rolling up a sleeping bag and looking at bus times at this point, it's over. I don't even like looking at my dick half the time. My dick looks like a camel that fell on the floor of a barber shop and someone cut the hump open. It's disgusting. I'm just trying to make you all hate sex as much as I do. 
And it's weird because this summer I, I started dating this girl and maybe I'd be more excited about the idea of sex if I stopped taking my medication, but also if I stop taking my medication, I'm probably gonna stick my hands in the toaster and be like, hey honey, do you want a grilled cheese handwich? I made it myself. Those aren't fingernails, those are onions, trust me. And uh, so, something kind of sad about that is uh, actually in September, she's gonna be going to Australia for a year. This is a trip that she planned way before she met me, I think. How quickly can you get a plane ticket to Australia? Does anybody know? But don't worry, folks, even though it's kind of sad, it does have a silver lining, because we both agreed that when she returns in June, the minute she lands in the Toronto airport, if me and her are both single, then we will both talk to a therapist. Thank you very much, everybody. Have a wonderful night. Camel Dick Dan Pierce, everybody. Makes his girlfriend sleep in a sleeping bag, I guess, when she comes over. Do you have questions about that part, too? She's not coming back from Australia, man. <laughs> you gotta treat her right. This next guy gives all of his partners a bed because he knows what modern romance is. Give it up for my boy, Omer give all my partners a bed, a separate bed. We're waiting for God, guys. We're waiting for God. That's what this whole set's about. Um, I, uh, I came to Toronto about a year ago, man. Almost a year to the day, actually. It's kind of cool uh, to be in front of you all now. I moved here a year ago. I moved here specifically for the CN Tower. And boy, was it worth it, huh? <laughs> Have you guys seen that thing? It's so good. Do you know, I, like I see it, I'm just like, woo, like yeah, man. like I see it, I just feel like, I'm like, it's so, oh, I feel like, what? Yeah, I feel positive. Do you know what I mean? I see it, it's a good thing. Like you ever see a tall guy and you're like, nice. Like that's how I feel about the tower. Well, I'm like, how'd you get so big? How do I get that big? Man, this is great, you know? Cause here, here's what, what I've found. You're into Toronto, people get mad when I say this. You're into Toronto, not a great place to live is what I'm finding out. Like it kind of sucks a lot of the time. Do you know what I mean? Like three or four days out of the week, I wake up and like today, I'm gonna go to Hyde Park. I'm gonna slit my throat and let the forest take me. That's what Toronto feels like. Do you know what I mean? I'm gonna slit my throat, I'm gonna ruin a kid's field trip. Like I'm not, I, don't know if, I don't know if I'm more excited to die or make these kids sad. That's what Toronto feels like, you know? <laughs> Toronto makes you wanna kill yourself. Then you walk outside, you see the tower, you're like, I'm not gonna kill myself. I'm never gonna die, you know? <laughs> it's a good tower. It's a good tower, and also I've noticed, talking to people about this a few times, no one cares. I'm the only one who cares. Like, it, it spins. Do you know what I mean? None of the other buildings spin, and no one gives a shit. None of, did you know that we could do that to a building, that a building could spin? But no, like, look fucking, look at this. Look at this right now. This building, perfectly stationary. Not Do you know how crazy it would be if this building was spinning? When I remember when my friend first told me that it spun. He was like, oh yeah, that thing actually it also spins. And he said it like it was nothing. I'm like, yeah, that's crazy. That's insane, you know? Like, we should fucking pray to the tower. Every morning you should wake up and be like, it spins, and go about your day, you know? It's dope that it spins. No one gives a shit. It's fine. It's fine. It's okay. I, uh, I think it would be very funny to, uh, to kill yourself, and I wish that's where the joke ended, but it's not. <laughs> I think it would be funny to kill yourself, and at the end of the suicide note, write the words, no homo. Great way to die. 
solid way to die, you know? Just so people will be being like, I don't want to live anymore, no homo. Is killing yourself gay? What does he think gay is? He doesn't know anything, you know? Or just to be the guy writing it, you know? Just to be the guy who's like, I want the suicide note to say two things about me, man. That I love pussy and I've always felt deeply alone, you know? <laughs> Great way to die. Uh, yeah, I'm, we can get into this now. I think I'm, I'm a pretty sad person, huh? That's fun. Anybody else, huh? Come on, who's, who's tired, huh? Come on, put those hands together. You just can't put it together anymore. Keep it going if you just can't keep going. Uh, yeah, sad, sad guy. Really just a, a real, real sack of mope. Uh, two years ago, last Saturday I am now, I tried to kill myself. I went for it. Very exciting. And uh, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to figure out like a fun way to get into it, and there isn't one I'm finding out. But like what I what I did, I remember I I tried to write the suicide note on Microsoft Word. And what happens when you type things up on Microsoft Word is that it chirps you with the grammar correction, tells you stuff that you're doing wrong, which is not what you want when you're writing a suicide. <laughs> you don't want to be criticized, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, apparently, I love you and I'm sorry is a sentence fragment I should consider revising. I'm like, fucking call the police, paperclip guy. What are you doing? I need help. I'm gonna die. Please. <laughs> like, I, I typed in, I don't want to live in no fucked up world like this. And my computer was like, that's a double negative. I'm like, double negative. It's a suicide note. It's all negative, baby. It's all bad. This all sucks. What do you mean? I type in, it's all negative, baby, to my computer. My computer's like, you should kill yourself. No talks like that. It's crazy. It's crazy that you're cooling up talk like that. <laughs> it was, the worst part of it was that when, I, when you run the grammar correction on Microsoft Word, if you have certain things set up, it will like rate like, the reading level of, like, your, of your document. Not always a suicide note. But like, I ran it, and it told me I suicide. It was really good at a fourth grade reading level, which is like, great. I'm sad and I'm dumb. Let's add that to the list of things that are going on. Ah, yeah, pretty sad. Uh, oh, here's something a little more lighthearted. I think, uh, I think the, the, the movie Superman would have been a lot different if it had been made by a bird enthusiast, all right? <laughs> you got a guy being like, hey, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman, but look at that bird, though, you know? <laughs> Everyone's like, what about that guy? He can fly. It's like, no, that guy's just doing something birds do every day. Who cares? <laughs> that guy's just a bird that's too big. You know what I mean? <laughs> that bird's too large. That bird's too big. That should be the whole movie. That bird's way too big, and it looks weird, you know? That guy's got laser vision. That bird has a family. What really matters in this life, you know? What's really important? Who are the real heroes? I say it's people with family. I leave, I leave you. I, I, uh, I think one of the reasons that maybe I'm a sad person, I, I, when I moved here a year ago, I left a girl behind that I, uh, I really loved. And, and recently, I was, I've been like getting very into choking porn, and that's odd, I know it's odd. I'm also uncomfortable with that, I'm getting this into choking porn. And I was trying to figure out like why, like why am I getting into this, why now of all times? And I realized the last time I was choking someone, I was in love, like the porn's not turning me on, I just miss Emma, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Which is so much worse, I think. It's so much more sad like, such bullet to like restrict airways than it is to have loved, do you know what I mean? <laughs> You know? I, just, I can't tell you how weird it is to like go onto Pornhub, look up choking, watch the video and be like, man, she used to look at me like that. You know? <laughs> uh, guys, that's my time. Enjoy the rest of the show. Hey. <laughs> I'm going to sing, everybody. All right, guys. 
So we're going to be going into the uh, intermission now, but I do want to just like put it in your brains once more. I feel like there in any comedy competition, the people that like went early get a bit of a disadvantage. Try to overcome that. Try to like balance that out. Remember who you saw. We had Jordan Trafford. We had Juliana Rodriguez. We had Dan Pierce. We had Umar Singh. Keep them in your brains. Go down for the intermission. We're going to come back in what, about 10 minutes probably? Sure. Rep, we'll come get you. Go get a drink. All right. See you in a minute. have a pack of cards. Does everyone here have a pack of cards? Is there anybody who doesn't have a pack of cards? Okay, this is fantastic. In your pack of cards, your cards are uh, loaded ace through eight. So far, you have seen ace, two, three, and four. If somebody is your favorite, you can pull that out, and you can uh, get that preloaded and ready to go, because you're about to see five, six, seven, and eight. The crazy eights. Yes. Uh, the, la the other thing I want to tell you about is I want to tell you about the fantastic raffle prizes that we have tonight from, push up my glasses, from Long Slice Brewery. We have a, uh, I'm going to call it a tasting kit. It's got some glassware and it's got uh, some uh, drinkware or some drinkage in there as well. Uh, that's a raffle prize number one. Raffle prize number two, for anybody in the neighborhood, this weekend is the uh, Leslieville Beer Festival, and there are two passes to the Leslieville Beer Festival, which are valued at $25 each. They're gonna get you into the Leslieville Beer Festival, and they're gonna get you into the Leslieville Beer scene. So there you go. So I hope you're ready for that. Yes. Uh, I almost feel like I wanna go individually down. Does anyone have any questions? Um, I can answer them, I can answer them for you. Um, but I won't do that. Instead, what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave the laughter to your host and to your remaining four comics. Give it up for your host, Kyle Bergstresser. go there, man. Oh, you think I just do comedy? No, I got pipes, baby. Was that the censored version or the, the cool one? Do you know that offhand? Of course I, there's a cool I one. I think it's the full one, yeah. Yeah, man. Cool. You guys ever heard the real one where he says fuck? <laughs> yeah, I'll listen to that. Whether mom's home or not, you know? How was break, guys? Remember me? I'm back. How was your break? Everybody got a drink? Everybody got... There you go. You could have gotten one of these for five bucks. Why'd you get one of those? Oh, no. The guy from Long Slice is here. What? Yeah, she, she prefers to pay more... Oh, you know what? Never mind. Nothing, David. You owe me. 
<laughs> Saved your ass. So this time there was no like weird guy on the subway, but I did just neglect to think of what I was gonna talk about again. I was really hoping you guys would give me just 10 minutes worth of shit to talk about just based on how was the break. <laughs> Things don't always go your way though, man. I don't know what to tell you. You know what, this was something I tried to talk about the last time I was here and it's still something, this is a bit that I'll never drop. I think that the most disappointing song maybe of all time is Ozzy Osbourne's Crazy Train, okay? I'm not saying it's like a shit song and all those songs are shit. I'm saying the way they formatted that song, it is maybe the most disappointing song of all time. And you might even be hearing that right now and thinking like, what, I love that song, how dare you say it? You don't love that song. You love the first 25 seconds of that song, okay? For anyone who hasn't heard that song, it's that one that's all, Du -du. I, I, I. You know, that one is everybody, again, I told you, I got pipes, baby, <laughs> and I'll use them. That song, you might have heard it if you were at like a hockey game, or let's say you were walking by a hockey game, or maybe you were like playing a video game, like a shooting game, like uh, shooting pucks, like a hockey video game. <laughs> and uh, you'll hear that song, and it's, it's, Every single time I hear it, I get fucking duped. Every single time, because I'm always just like, oh baby, here comes that crazy train. Ozzy's got a train for me, and it's nuts. And Ozzy's like, that's right, I'm the prince of fucking darkness, man. Ooh, and I got a train for you. Ooh, this train is dark and evil. I ate a bath head once, allegedly. You know, man, could you imagine the train I got for you? Ooh, this thing is so nuts, and it's coming at you. And I think the devil might have built this train and then it starts and it's just like like it's the most 50s dancey like sock hop kind of what at a train it's so disappointing it's not a crazy evil train it's like hey check out our train baby Ooh, it's a crazy train you won't believe this train we got it's a yellow train and on the train we got a some neon lights. Sometimes Chris brings his lava lamp and we let him plug it in by the bathroom. There's uh, some twins. We got waiters and a few of them are twins. That's interesting, right? And uh, there's a horn on the train and it's La Cucaracha. <clears throat> Which you've heard on a car, but on a train. <laughs> you know, the and I'm like, I'll never buy a train from you again, Ozzy Osbourne. And then I do, man, the next time I'm at a hockey game. It's just such a bummer of a song. It's such, And it's always like, the people who love it are the most like, they're these like angry fucking bikery, like th these guys that are just like, oh yeah, fucking Ozzy, baby, that's the shit, man, that's metal. And you're like, it, no, it was metal. That was metal 30 years ago when like the next heaviest thing was like the Bee Gees or whatever. <laughs> like you're not allowed to call, you're like, oh yeah, this song's fucking heavier than staying alive. <laughs> That's not, that was, now it's just like old shitty like bar rock. It's not, and it's the same guys who are so judgmental about everything. The same guys who just for some reason have like a lot of anger towards Justin Bieber. The guys who are like, if I ever met that Bieber queer, I'd punch him in the face, man. You're like, you're 42. Why are you thinking about Bieber at all? <laughs> Why is that kid in your brain at all? You weird auto mechanic psychopath. You should not be crossing your mind even once. That's so nuts. Like, that song's not for you. Do you understand that, Brian? Like, that's, he didn't put out Baby and was like, oh, check it out. Here, check out my new song, Brian. 
So nuts. It takes so much pride in that too, these dudes. Like, what are they? <laughs> just like taking things for children and ruining them and be like, see, I'm tough and cool. Like, running into his like niece's bedroom, finding the Clifford books, be like, I knew he'd save the cat, and just like throwing it out the window. <laughs> these books are for idiots. I'm a real man. <laughs> I did that crazy train joke and a guy, uh, another comedian came on after me and like really like stuck it to me. He was like, well, wow, funny that you like to joke about that song so much, Kyle, but I'll have you know that song's actually about the Cold War, so feeling pretty bad about yourself. You know, like a real vibe of just like, well, you're roasted, <laughs> you know? And I was like, okay, but the Cold War didn't really like happen, you know? Like the Cold War was just a bunch of people being like, I might kill you, ah, but I won't. But what if I killed you, you know? Like I could, I got a thing that'll kill all your friends and everything, but I would never use it, but I might use it, you know? That was the Cold War, which is obviously like, it wouldn't have been great to live through, but like weird thing to make a tribute song for. And also, if the only effects of the Cold War are like PTSD, that is not really the best song to like do as a fan. There's a, there's a whole group of people that have PTSD from the threat of nuclear war, and you're like, you're all rolling off the rails on a crazy train. <laughs> you know, the, those are the lyrics you went with, you psychos. Like, and the tempo too, that doesn't work. What are you gonna go to this country and just be like, and you're rolling off the rails, and you're rolling off the rails. You ma'am, show me your breasts. Those are crazy. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's Dumb. Ozzy can suck it, right? And Brian can suck it. Fuck Brian, man. All right, this next comedian is so far from Brian, you're not even gonna know what to do with her. She is the anti-Brian, and I've been saying that for a long time. Uh, she's a wonderful person, she's a friend of mine, she has a clip-on bow tie of mine, but I'm, I trust that she'll get it to me eventually, but it has been a long time. Uh, she also has a great podcast that she's trying to get some funding for. It is called Artificial, she's got an Indiegogo for it. Uh, find her on Facebook, and all that kind of stuff. Find the Indiegogo and fund it because it's a really cool idea. It's her on a podcast with some artificial intelligence. It's fucking future shit, man. If you don't like it, maybe you're not ready for it, but you should listen to it anyway. Anyway, give it up, everybody. Put your hands together for Anna Maria Stoyes. Uh, I was born in a, a country that doesn't exist anymore. It was called Yugoslavia. It was a uh, discontinued. <laughs> and uh, because of that, uh, you know that feeling when you think you're like the other kids, but then you go to your first day of elementary school and you open up your lunchbox and all the other kids have ham sandwiches and you just have a very strong belief that the communist days were the good old days. <laughs> I, uh, I got hit on at the welfare office the other day. That felt good. Made me feel like 750 bucks. <laughs> I'm so broke, I don't even know how to spell the word dollar. Like, is it with two S's with a line through it or just one, you know? <laughs> I, uh, I remember in uh, high school, I was taking this uh, uh, German class and one of our German classes fell on 420 and I was way cooler back then, so I totally skipped class to watch my friends get high. <laughs> and 
only three people showed up to that class that day, and our German teacher recruited the, those three people to hunt down the rest of us. <laughs> and everyone else got in trouble. I didn't. I got called down to the principal's office, and before I went to the principal's office, I like rushed off to the washroom, and I called my mom, and I begged her to lie for me. I was like, please, I don't want to get in trouble. Say I was at home sick all day. And she was not happy with me, but she ended up lying because, you know, we're Eastern European. We know never to give in to the Germans. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I, I hate mosquitoes, but I feel like, like every, that's a universally held feeling, right? And, I, and people get kind of psychotic when it comes to how much they hate mosquitoes. A friend of mine was telling me her favorite way to kill mosquitoes. She was like, I love it when they're sucking my blood. And then I pinch the skin around it until it fills up with my blood and explodes. I was like, you can't do that with any other creature. <laughs> but I feel like it's the mosquitoes' fault. I feel like they're the ones to blame for sure. Because uh, like, even if... Because they're like nobody in the history of the world has ever like seen a mosquito and then like cupped it in their hands and like watched it blow away. I think even if we found out that mosquitoes had feelings, we'd be like, good, I want its family to watch. Uh, this, is, this is my impression of a, a socially anxious surgeon. I'm sorry, I just, I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I am a, a queer lady and uh, I came out to my grandmother recently but I had to figure out how to say it in her language first it turns out the direct translation of the word queer in Croatian is uh, shamed woman who left small town that's <laughs> the direct translation <laughs> And uh, as someone who's into both men and women, a question you get asked very often is, well, which gender do you prefer? And I honestly, I don't have an answer to that question. Sorry, I had to burp. <laughs> I do know, though, that even if I kissed every single man in the world and every single woman in the world, I would still want to sleep in a queen-size bed alone. <laughs> I, uh, I like to uh, date couples. I know, so cliche. <laughs> you know, I'm just looking for a mom and a dad to bang, you know? <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> Something that sucks about uh, dating a couple, though, is that you also have to get broken up with by a couple. You'll get, like, called into their office and be like, Anna, we have to talk about your performance. It's been very disappointing. <laughs> We thought you would know what you were doing with at least one of us, but no. <laughs> You're like an old Pez dispenser. You only have the one move, you know. <laughs> In summation, you can no longer suck on our pee-pees and wee-wees. <laughs> I am... Um, I, uh, I, I've seen a lot of uh, breakups happen in public, and it's so uncomfortable. And I've seen so many that I feel like we should have like a designated spot for breakups. You know, a nice brunch place. We'll call it, it'll all be over easy soon. <laughs> <laughs>
I um, I hate uh, car commercials. Uh, they're like you. It's it's so unrealistic, you know. Like it's always like you see this like slick car and these like gorgeous like Greek gods and goddess voices say things like cars because you're already so rich and so sexy. If I made car commercials, they'd be a lot more realistic. You'd see this like slick car, and the voice would say, cars, so you can cry alone. <laughs> As that's been my time, I've been Anna Maria Storch, thanks. Anna Maria Storch, everybody. All right, you're not even gonna believe this. This next comedian has a beard and a hat. It is wild, you can't make this stuff up. Real life is better than fiction, man. Everybody, put your hands together for Jeremy Show! Forgive me if I'm a little rusty. I uh, haven't done this in 25 years. I had a bad set in 93 and you fall off the horse wait for that horse to have a kid and wait for that horse then to have a kid then you get back on that horse there we go uh, it's good to be here crazy eights it's nice to be in a room full of laughter and mental health issues I was at my therapist uh, not too long ago she said let's get to the bottom of your anxiety why don't you tell me about your part-time job <laughs> like, I'm a bartender doing it for seven years uh, great gig uh, people ask me for drinks, I make the drinks, they give me money, I get a tip, not much to complain about. She says, seven years, you have a problem with change? No. Beer comes to like 7.85, I get a 10, a nickel a dime, two loonies, toonie if I'm feeling like I might get a good tip. Uh, you have a problem with uh, using humor to disguise your true emotions? I, mean, I, I don't know, are these landing? I, don't, I have no idea. <laughs> I'm trying to get better. I've uh, adopted a vegan lifestyle. My wife's a vegan, so I said I'd give it a try. She has uh, got me eating it for like two months now. And uh, I don't miss meat. What I miss is nuanced flatulence. <laughs> On a meat-eating, you, you probably are all meat-eaters, so you know, like, you got, a, like, a rich tapestry of uh, farts and stuff like that. On a, on a vegan diet, it's just, blah, like, just, and it comes out whenever. You don't know when it's going to come. It just shows up. In a meat-eating diet, like, you get, you know, like, those old-timey kind of uh, announcers at, like, galas, uh, like, announcing the Lord and Lady of, of Windermere, and your buddies give you a high-five. You don't get that on a vegan diet. It's just flat all the time. So, not fart fans? Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, I knew I was going to write this down. I said, no, the fart's going to land. The fart jokes are going to land. Anyways, this is a good beer, though. If you haven't got a loose lips lager, this is really good beer. From what I understand, it's a dollar now, so. <laughs> My premier told me it was a dollar. Dollar beer, you can make a dollar beer. Uh, cheapest beer out there is Laker Ice. Ice cold, Laker Ice, tastes like warm water. 
Like that's how they, they said that's how it's supposed to be. That's, how, that's the kind of decadence we can expect under a Doug Ford legacy. It's going to be great. Doug Ford, it wasn't his idea. It's a, it's a big beer company. So they're trying to push out the craft beer. So the, Doug Ford, uh, he doesn't have an idea in his head. You can tell because he, someone with ideas doesn't smile like that. <laughs> Doug Ford smiles like you've knocked on his door and he's opened it and there's a guy behind the door who's just got a gun in his ribs and he's telling him what to say. Tell him sex ed program. We go, <laughs> friends, we're going to... Repeal the sex ed bro. Talk about the snitch line. We're, we're going to have a snitch line. Liberals don't have a snitch line. <laughs> Doug Ford doesn't get his ideas like that. That's from the religious right. The religious right are in his ear and they're telling him what to say. The religious right have ruined... They've ruined the Bible much in the same way that the CW have ruined Archie Comics. <laughs> I don't know if you guys seen Riverdale, like the gritty reimagining of Archie... But they, they used to be these fun little stories, and they came in a little book about yay big and broken into chapters, and you knew who was the star of the chapter because uh, sometimes it's Betty and Veronica, sometimes it's Ezekiel, like whatever, whatever he did, and <laughs> and then people got their hands on it. We can make some money off of this. We make it all ooh, cynical and dark, and uh, just if you find someone who's into it, they won't shut up about it. Like, uh, like, hallelujah, have you heard the good news? Jughead's sexy now. And gays are bad, and so is a woman's right to choose. It's just, my, my Jesus drives a jalopy. He drives a jalopy down to the malt shop. That's, that's my Jesus. You're all invited. <laughs> all right, I'm going out on a dick joke. <laughs> a few years back, they did a study you're all asking science answered. How long is a average male penis? Uh, results came in, and it's science. So they actually, they, they did it proper. They, they, they measured it base, <laughs> base to tip, which we all got a buddy who's, who's like, yeah, I didn't measure my dick. I started my asshole, come down around, <laughs> over to the tip. And back up the tip, and then ended uh, the navel. I got a three-foot cock. How do you like me now? <laughs> now, they did its proper white lab coats and everything, and the number they came up with, eight centimeters, which, to me, it means absolutely nothing. <laughs> who, who in this room can eyeball eight centimeters right now? Who kn we work in feet and in inches. Nobody knows what eight centimeters looks like. I can't pull eight centimeters out of a lineup on a rainy night with these glasses. It's impossible. I got a life hack for you. And this works. It works for every guy in the room. Ladies, if you know a guy, it'll work for them too. If you want to measure eight centimeters, the average length of male penis. Take your thumb, put it on the base, Finger on the tip. Eight centimeters, a little bit less than that. <laughs> All right, that's my time. Thank you very much, guys. I fucking told you, man. I fucking told you, a beard and a hat. Can you believe that? I saw a different study about average dick size, and then, and then I looked into it, for no reason, and I looked into it, and it was, they had done the study 
first off with 400 people and it was supposed to be worldwide that constituted worldwide and they they did it by just asking <laughs> by just asking they were just like but I, they might and they but they, it, they acted like they really did their due diligence like as though someone was like no 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 but then after I was like okay but really <laughs> like I guess that was how they but what was funny was even with that it still came out to, I can't remember what it was but it was like it was like four or five inches or something like that and the Facebook comments on this posted thing were so full of like dudes puffing their chest. It was so ridiculous. You know that thing the worst people do? where they like laugh like a villain to show that they think this is crazy. There was every comment started with 15 ha ha's and like ha 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 five inches. Wow, that's crazy that that's the average because I I'm just bringing this up casually, but mine's quite a bit larger than that. <laughs> like I just want to every comment was that. Every single one and uh, it just says a lot about the world. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, people are really bad at hiding what they're really getting into, you know? They're, they're bad at hiding what's going on just a bit underneath. I was actually, I was thinking of that exact same topic. Uh, Jordan was talking about construction work, and it reminded me of this thing I thought I had just buried in my brain. Just speaking of people who, like, think that they're hiding their feelings, but they're coming out so clearly. I worked construction for uh, three days, um, and then I straight up quit in the middle of day three because I was like, I'm done. So two and a half. But then there was this one guy that was mad at me because I was like, they asked me on my second day, they're like, do you want to work overtime? Do you want to work Saturday and Sunday this week? And I very confident said no because that sounded like the worst thing I could possibly do and this guy came up and he got mad at me he's like why don't you want to work over the weekend I was like well I want to have a weekend he's like I don't want to have a weekend and I was like yeah but I do he goes well, I don't want to have a weekend I make tons of money man and why do you want to have a weekend I was like well I want to see like my friends and family he goes I hate my family <laughs> and I hate my friends I love working on the weekends and then he did a bump of coke off his finger and then just went back in the fucking tractor if you've ever wondered what the people who are working Working on your roads are like, that's pretty much it. No, it's not, but there's a lot of that. Anyway, listen, if there's a construction worker in here, I'm sure I met a lot of cool people, but I only remembered the worst ones because that's just how the brain works. This next comedian is not one of the worst ones. They are, in fact, wonderful. Uh, they're actually going to be on, has anyone heard of the Up and Comers? Shanti Morostica's show, The Up and Comers at the Rivoli, anybody? It's a big deal. It's actually, it's amazing. It's, it's a show that just showcases, like, new um, queer talent in the city, just, like, people that maybe wouldn't be showcased otherwise. They get a chance to, like, fucking sell out the Rivoli. Super fun. It sells out pretty much every time. It's amazing. You really should check it out. But here's a little preview of what they got for you. Everybody, put your hands together for Amethyst Barrett. Hello, humans. How are you? Good, good. Um, so to be honest, I used to be really on the fence about doing stand-up, but now I'm mostly on the stage. <laughs> I think for me, the worst thing about having a mood disorder, um, it's, uh, it's other people and their bullshit. For sure. For sure. Um, does anybody know, is it still transference if I'm just imagining that my therapist is a better therapist? <laughs> They say that uh, finding a good therapist is like winning the lottery. 
a really sad, sad lottery. <laughs> I would have been a great psychiatrist, though. I love judging people silently. <laughs> my psychiatrist prescribes so many medications. I recently had to upgrade my pill organizer into a spice rack. <laughs> I hate hospitals, but there's one good thing. However you manage to leave, you're going to a better place. <laughs> oh, and it's, it's also the only place you might get excited about, your discharge. <laughs> Speaking of hospitals, the CAMH ads never make any sense to me. Uh, for example, for their One Brave Night campaign, they suggested staying up all night watching TV. If that is what constitutes bravery, give me a purple heart. <laughs> Their other recent campaign said that two out of three signs of a mental illness can't be seen. What signs are they talking about? And which lucky crazy motherfucker only has three of them? <laughs> A few months ago, I came up with the perfect suicide plan, but I just couldn't go through with it. Can you imagine how, what it would be like for my friends and family to know I died like that? I was in Oshawa. <laughs> Social anxiety makes dating really awkward for me. I get sweaty hands, a racing heart, and uncontrollable shaking on the first date. It goes away eventually, but by the time we have sex, I must look relatively bored. <laughs> my roommate recently moved out, so my partner and I have the whole house to ourselves for a while. You know what that means. We can get freaky wherever we want, and we will. I can dissociate into a traumatic flashback anywhere. <laughs> I find it uncomfortable when we have to talk about our self-care practices in group therapy. It's just, I'm not that comfortable talking to a room full of strangers about masturbation. <laughs> Speaking of, the handle on my new vibrator looks just like my hand blender. Now I really like making soup, at least. I stopped masturbating just long enough to write that joke. <laughs> Sometimes jokes just come to you. <laughs> I think we can all agree there are just too many kinds of porn these days. I find it overwhelming. Now, when I try to look at porn, I end up getting so overwhelmed that I can only relax by getting off to organizing videos on Pinterest. <laughs> I love weed. It accounts for all my missing food, time, and ambition. After I quit taking antidepressants, I decided to upcycle my pill bottles. It turns out they're really handy for storing joints. My worst relationship ended as a direct result of me having a cigarette at a family wedding. And they say smoking has no health benefits. <laughs> 
<laughs> My dad's favorite child got spoiled with fancy food, expensive toys, and weekly trips to the cottage. Never complaining about my dad's alcoholism really paid off for my dog. <laughs> I'm non-binary, but I haven't told my mother yet. I'm saving that disappointment for a special occasion. Speaking of my mother, for years I couldn't figure out why she refused to pay for my trauma therapy. I honestly thought she didn't believe in it. But then I started seeing a therapist and I figured out the real reason why. It turns out I was right. It's all her fault. <laughs> um, I'm also bisexual, which some people think means that I'm attracted to only two genders. That's not true and I'm actually attracted to folks across the gender spectrum, which is a really nice way of saying that yes, I probably do want to fuck you and <laughs> and whoever you're with. <laughs> Thank you very much. We made that handshake work. The setup for it was weird, but we made that handshake work. Comedy's really just about dealing with shit on the fly, you know? That's how you know you're good. Speaking of that, I ran out to the bathroom in between. I pee so much. Jamie and I went out of town to do an out of town thing a little while ago. We had to pull over. I peed, I peed right before we left, and then we went out to the car and I peed in the parking lot again, and then we drove for 25 minutes and I peed again. I go to the bathroom a lot, I don't know why. I asked my doctor once and she's like, it's probably just because you're anxious. <laughs> like, even she was like, I don't think it's a bladder thing. I could tell by your general energy. You probably just like something inside you's like, we gotta get out of here for a second, <laughs> which is probably true. It's a downside. The upside is that like, this is the only, I always try to imagine a scenario where like, where like that will come in handy for me that I can, I have no peeing. You know those people that are just like, oh, if someone else is in the bathroom, I can't pee. I'll hear that and just well up with pride, be like, I could. <laughs> oh dude, I'd pee right there. Oh, trust me, I would. And I picture this scenario in the back of my head where like I'm in the army and I fucked up everything in basic training, everything. I can't climb the stuff. I keep complaining, I've cried twice. But then finally they just go, sometimes you gotta go to the bathroom mid mid-battle and there is no place to go you got to do it in front of your comrades and all the hot shots who've been like building their guns all quick and having muscles they fucking can't do it you know and then finally i just go sarge let me show them how it's done you know and then they even in my own fucking fantasy they use me to shame the others they go even berg stressor can do this you know and i'm like sir yes sir i can <laughs> You know, and then he's like, Dude, "Piss your pants right now, Bergstress," and I go, "Yes, sir," and I do it to show him what a real soldier is. You know what I'm talking about? Which is, I guess, an upside. The downside is I'm probably going to need adult diapers when I'm 35. Hey, you win some, you lose some. All I was, anyway, all that was to get at was I went to the bathroom. When I came back, the doorknob to get in here is soaking wet. <laughs> I don't know what I need to tell you guys about that. Just. You know what? I'm gonna choose to put a positive spin on it. Thank you for washing your hands, everybody. <laughs> you can look at any scenario and you can choose to be negative or positive. I'm gonna be positive there. Great to know everyone's washing their hands. I fucking hope that that's because you're washing your hands. This next comedian, her hands are so clean. There's blogs about it, I think. 
when people don't give me credits, I gotta just make this intro work. I don't know, man. Hey, she's American. She's very funny. She's done the show before. I think she's great. Everybody, put your hands together. Your final comic, Amy Gramatsky. Hey, get up for Kyle. I just got his hands so dirty. Oh my God. Thank you so much, Kyle. Hey, give it up for Kyle. Give it up for Jamie Dew for putting this on. Give it up for yourselves for coming out to Crazy Eights. Hell yeah. We talk about mental health. And we could win 50 bucks, us comics. That's right. We make mental health a competition. Because then people pay attention finally, right? Hello, capitalism. Oh, you're so great. You're so great. Uh, it's really good to be here. Um, I, I'm going to be honest with you, OK? Uh, I self-diagnosed myself with ADHD not too long ago, um, as a lot of responsible adults do, you know? After trying the drug. Duh, right? Hell yeah. Uh, it was my stepmom who kind of hooked that up. She was like, Jesus, you're struggling. You have so much shit to do. Here, we could go to Starbucks or just try my legal meth. Amy, what do you want, right? And it was a moment of like, oh my goodness. Uh, so this is what it's like to listen to what people are saying. Great. This is what it's like to just like minorly pay attention and not hate my life, you know? And this is, yeah, what legal meth tastes like. This is great. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, so I decided to be responsible from there on out. You know, I talked to my doctor. I was like, I feel like this is an issue. Like, you've spoken to me a couple of times. You know what this is like. Maybe we could talk to a psychiatrist. She sent me along, right? I went for, for that uh, appointment, uh, fill out, filled out the questionnaires very honestly. It's very much so like, do you lack desire to do anything? <laughs> Big check, yes, absolutely, you know? Um, but I wanted to make sure that I sealed the deal, so what I did was I, uh, on purpose, I left my backpack in the waiting room, okay? And then halfway through our appointment, I just ran out, okay? No words said. Ran out, came back with my backpack, was like, oh my goodness, doctor, I'm so sorry. I forget everything, just in case you didn't want to give me the drugs. <laughs> I forget everything, okay? I forget my keys. I can't figure out where they are. I lose my dog all of the time. She's a runner, you know? Um, I, I can't keep track of my virginity, you know? My goodness. Doesn't that flower grow back? I don't think bad dick should get to take the cake, okay? <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> so that's been fun. Um, I think we all have our own coping mechanisms, right? For like the bullshit we go through. We go through shit in life, all of us. Um, I am a, an adult student, that's right. I'm doing my master's of teaching. Because, I don't know, that's how much I wanted to not work nine to five. I was like, you know what, I don't even want a paycheck, I want to pay to not do this and make it look like I'm being productive, you know? Um, I try to be a real adult with my studies though, you know? So um, recently I tried this thing where I just took a massive bong hit before class. Why not? What's adult hits, you know? And then I took my ADD meds. So then for the whole three hour lecture, I was just super focused on being stoned, right? <laughs> try it out, try it out. Uh, 
the, on, the only little snafu in that was that uh, at one point I got a little paranoid, right? And uh, I swear to God, my like 65-year-old professor, he was just melting, melting, melting. Um, and I didn't know what to do. <laughs> Luckily, I had a good friend next to me and she was like, oh my goodness, Amy, baby girl, calm down, it's okay. He is a 65-year-old white male. He is supposed to melt like a Tallarama white candle. Let him do it, okay? This is what we've got going for us, white people. Hell yeah, they hate us, but at least we melt, okay? <laughs> Hell yeah, oh yeah. Um, I am a late onset stoner, I am, uh, which means that I'm not good at it. Anybody else, you're just not good at it, you know? Like, some people can like wake and bake and like do their tax return, right? And like, I'm the one that could like, I can't wake and bake, I can do it at 4 p.m., you know? And the, mo the biggest thing I can accomplish is just the slow walk to Walmart. Alone, right? Like, let's just get her done. And I always, I go in for like one thing. I go in for lip chap, you know? And I walk out with just the whole snack aisle. The whole snack aisle and like no money to my name. Um, but like, at least it tastes good. Um, I'll leave you with this because uh, I guess weed is legal here now, right? Or soon? I don't know. Um, but you know what? Get into it. Why not? It'll chill you out. Helps with the dopamine, why not? Um, but like, don't go to Walmart, don't do your taxes, all right? You lay in bed, you watch YouTube with your pet, if you've got one, okay? Uh, this is my top three YouTube hit list, all right? Watch it, why not? Uh, number one, when you're stoned, please watch the husky dog that blows bubbles in its water bowl while you're stoned. Just do it, humor me, please, it's life-changing. Uh, number two, watch the kitten that does capoeira. It's kind of like karate, but I can't pronounce it, okay? Watch it stoned, so good. Uh, number three, please watch the woman who wore a Chewbacca mask while she was in labor. Have you seen it? Oh my goodness. Jerk off to that one, okay? <laughs> it's not bestiality, y'all. It's a mask. My goodness. Get over it. Awesome. That's been my time. My name is Amy Gramotsky. Please give it up for your host. You guys have been great. Thank you so much. to that list that video where the dog's favorite toy is like a little Gumby and then the dog's owner comes in dressed as the big version of the Gumby toy has anyone seen that if you can see a dog have an actual like life-changing realization it like it's like it gets it's like ADHD. I did that as well, or like I got diagnosed, I kind of got diagnosed with ADHD, but when I was like 12, and even at 12, I was just like, he didn't, the doctor didn't do much. I wasn't a very, I was like there to get in and get out, and even I was just like, really? That's it? He was just like, sometimes hard to concentrate in school, huh? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, all right, he's got it. Like, that was like the extent of it. I was like, really? Okay. But I, I, uh, I refused meds because I was like, that's for weird people. Because I grew up in like a small, stupid southern town. And I was like, 
everything that's not normal is bad. And, uh, but then finally I got older and I started to be like, maybe something's up. And I just, but I wouldn't, go, I still wouldn't admit that I needed pills. So I just stole my little brother's pills. And I'll tell you, the thing where she called it like low grade meth or whatever, it's meth, man. It's pretty much meth. You can look at it scientifically. It's basically meth. And I would take these every day and then not realize I had taken them. It's like I forgot. And if I could describe the feeling of your average ADHD pill, it's, uh, it usually has this smart delivery system. So you get this little bit of like a burst of the pill. It's like little beads inside of a thing. And every time it hits you, it feels like the feeling of, you know when you were trying to think of an actor's name for an hour and then it hits you? <laughs> That's the feeling it gives you. But I like forgot I took the pills. So I, I, this isn't made up at all. I straight up, I just thought I was like, oh God. I just thought I had been possessed. Like I would just be, I had a delivery job at the time and I'd just be driving and I'd be like, I've got it. And because I'd spent so much time alone, I was like, I must be onto something. And I was like pulling over on the highway to like write my ideas down. I started doing Facebook notes and tagging my whole friends list and explaining to them how life works. And I was like texting friends and I was being like, if you listen to Stairway to Heaven and you know exactly what that song's getting at, I want to talk to you another time. I'm like, we need to have one on one. All of that is real. It gave me a straight up mental breakdown. So let your doctor tell you what pills to take, all right? That's all I'm getting at with that. So we've seen all our performers. Uh, we're into the judging portion of the night. This is where you get the power, baby. This is where you guys get to show us that you're really in charge tonight. Yeah, we got to be a little higher up under the lights talking into a microphone, but now you're the one who makes the final decision on which one of us is fucking worth it, man. So just keep in mind everyone you saw tonight, all right? Don't fuck around about it. I want to give you a quick reminder just to keep this completely fair, all right? Jordan Trafford, our first comedian, he was talking about construction, he's talking about come a little bit. Do you remember that? Everybody just let yourself refresh that. Give him a fair shot. Juliana Rodriguez, she saw her mom naked. There was the hot tub stuff. Do we remember that? Have that fresh in your minds. Uh, Dan Pierce, his girlfriend, he makes her sleep in a sleeping bag. He's got the camel dick, remember? We're talking about that. Amr Singh, really freaking out about how the CN Tower spins. Uh, no, he took a break. Uh, and then Anna Maria Stoich uh, coming out to her Croatian grandma, remember that and all that stuff. Jeremy Schultz, nuanced flatulence related to eating meat. Again, let that go through your brain. Amethyst Baron, they were talking about, <laughs> I wrote vibrator soup. The thing about the vibrator and the soup, lots of one-liners, they were very funny. And then Amy Gramatsky, self-diagnosed ADHD. That's your one through eight, four before the break, four after, you're in charge. Fucking judge him, baby. Tell us who's worth it. 50 bucks on the line. Do we have a winner? We got a winner. Holy doodle. Do you want me to say it or do you want to say it? What do we want to do? Your winner, the crazy, by the way, the winner here is officially the one with the most mental illness. The person who officially has the most wrong with them, and it's all bad. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's you, Dan Pierce. I'm sorry. Number three, Danny Pierce. Put it on him. Dan, what do you got to say for yourself? What made you the way you are? Uh, my parents neglect. <laughs> What's the one thing you think they can never do? 
And that's Crazy Eight's number seven, your winner. Dan Pierce will be back September 27th to defend the sash. So come one, come all to the Social Capital Theater on September 27th, 2018. Tickets will go on sale at 8.15. The show will start at 8.30 and run to 10 p.m. You can grab your tickets on Eventbrite or from the Facebook page. That's all I've got for you this month. Hope you enjoyed the show. Congratulations to Dan. Thanks to Long Slice Brewery. And thanks to Kyle Bergstresser. Until next month, be well and stay safe. A show of strength is a movement where I try to encourage courage. You can subscribe, rate, and review the various shows we produce at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information, including how to connect on social, please visit www.ashowofstrength.com.